Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And then there were just 16. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the last Monday of November. Crazy to say that, but December, right around the corner. It's okay. Uh, You can officially get into the holiday spirit. I shall allow it. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great holiday weekend and uh, time to, as we do almost always here on your Mondays, talk almost nothing but football from start to finish. We'll start things off with the Montana Football Hour. Riley Corcoran, not in again this week because uh, this guy's got a pretty crazy travel schedule going on right now. It's crossover season. The Grizz football team, they won on uh, Saturday. We'll get into that here in just a little while. Riley, though, he uh, is was in Colorado Springs yesterday, and uh, then he's got to go fly in uh, to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I think they actually fly into Jackson or somewhere near that. Montana takes on Southern Miss in men's basketball, and uh, then Riley will be back on Wednesday. So uh, we shall persevere. Uh, he's sending me, as we speak, he's sending me uh, pictures from... Field level from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama Crimson Tide photos. I don't know what he's doing there. This this is obviously in real time because the stadium is empty. Looks like a beautiful day there in Tuscaloosa. So Riley says, uh, hello to everybody and have a great show. That's what his text is with uh, pictures from Tuscaloosa. So thanks, Riley. Appreciate it. But Riley, the voice of the Grizz, will be back uh, in the saddle with us when he can. Probably catch up with him later on this week because we're back to a full week. Had a short week last week. Uh, but back to a full week. Ton to get to today. Three Big Sky Conference teams played in the uh, first round of the FCS playoffs. Two will play again in Bozeman on Saturday as Weber State emerged with a victory over North Dakota to earn a rematch against Montana State. Idaho fell to southeastern Louisiana. And Montana, a comeback reminiscent of another time. The oh, the irony, since I have been... Hard on the Grizz for uh, living in the past too much, but dang if Saturday didn't remind me of a uh, December Saturday back in 2009 when Montana rallied for a victory over South Dakota State. So we'll get through all that in the Montana Football Hour here in hour number one. And then hour number two, our great friend Marty Mornaweg, who is a longtime NFL coach and now uh, dabbling in some media stuff, primarily here at ESPN Radio, but also on the television broadcast, at least during the regular season for Grizz football. Coach Marty will be in studio to talk Grizz, SCS playoffs, and all the way around the NFL, the Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Rome Student Housing, Front Street Pizza, and Dazzler's Car Wash will fill up hour number two. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to be a part of the show, you have questions, comments, commentary about Montana, Montana State, the Big Sky Conference, the FCS, high school football, whatever, anything sports, anything not sports. You just want to talk to us, call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line, 
888-1029. You want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app. Also a great way to follow along to Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey will be back in the saddle this upcoming weekend, so we'll have plenty of coverage on that as well. You can also always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, and boom, there's the stream. And thanks, uh, no matter how you're consuming it, whether it's on uh, the ESPN radio around Western Montana on 102.9 FM or on SWX Montana Television or on the ESPN MT app, or maybe you're listening to this retrospectively on the Nuanas Now podcast. Appreciate you being here. A big weekend upcoming after a big weekend that was. So let's dive into it. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy supporting your friends and your neighbors. The First of all, before we get into the FCS playoff results, uh, five teams from the Big Sky Conference did make the playoffs. That's Weber State, Idaho, and Montana, who all played in the first round, uh, as well as Montana State and Sac State, who each re- received buys as the co-Big Sky Conference champions. That means seven teams from the Big Sky did not play in the playoffs. Two of those seven teams are already on the hunt for new coaches. And uh, it's not that surprising when Northern Colorado and Idaho State don't have much success and that results in a coaching change. It is surprising when it happens in two years at Northern Colorado and when it happens in one single season as it did at Idaho State. Northern Colorado went 3-8 and eight in Ed McCaffrey's second season. Six wins overall over the last two years. And McCaffrey, it was never actually said if it was a firing, a resignation, or a mutual agreement to part ways. But either way, McCaffrey was out before the offseason even really started in Northern Colorado. I mean, it was it was Monday after their last game. It was released that he was out. Um, We could say a lot about this. Uh, I think that a couple of our primary contributors on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast – Ryan Tutel and Ty Gregorak, they both sort of nailed this early on. They said, if, if you think that your celebrity and your prestige and your stardom is going to win you games in the Big Sky Conference, boy, oh boy, are you wrong. To treat the FCS level and the Big Sky Conference level of football as, uh, I mean, the reports out of Greeley are are heinous. I mean, they're they're ridiculous that these guys were running a program not even close to at a Division One caliber uh, level. I mean, they, they, were, they weren't investing the time. They already don't invest the money. That's the biggest problem in Northern Colorado. They're, they're a Division Two operation trying to play D1 football. That's what it's been since they moved up to D1 in 2006. And it's not a coincidence that they have two winning seasons over those last 17 years. And both those years were six and five seasons in which they had non-D1 wins. So... I mean, it's not a coincidence they never had a winning record against Division One teams. It's not a D1 program in terms of its funding. They have 63 scholarships, but other than that, like it's not the same thing as Montana, Montana State, Weber State, Idaho, even Sac State, NAU. I mean, shoot. If you're losing the arms race to Idaho State, then I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, regardless, they the reports out of Greeley are that McCaffrey was not running this thing as a as a D one program really at all. Uh, quotes from coaches and, and former players of multiple snow days, quote unquote, where McCaffrey just didn't feel like driving there from Denver. And uh, it's all to say that it's a huge calamity. But if they were really as negligent and non committal as all of the reports coming out of Greeley were, uh are saying it at least, geez, I'm like flabbergasted that they won six games. I mean, if you're truly just shooting from the hip and just putting stuff in on Fridays and hoping you can get out there and, and run it and win games on Saturdays, I can't believe that they beat anybody that's in Division One. 
Period. Anybody. It's it's crazy, actually, to think that they won a couple games over the last uh, couple years. So, uh, you know, as it's funny because even us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports, we fell into the McCaffrey thing a little bit. You know, I I, I had Ed on the show four times. Uh, he's he's a very nice guy. I mean, he, he was very gracious with his time. Um. And I will fully admit, the first time I had him on the show, I was like, dang, man, I'm talking to Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> like, I watched Ed McCaffrey on Monday Night Football all the time when I was a kid. That's pretty cool. Uh, but I actually also thought, though, that his appearance on this show uh, in mid-October when Montana State was about to go down to Greeley, uh, I thought it was one of the strangest interviews we've ever done. He, he rambled about his thoughts and theories on coaching and player development. And it was nonsensical. It didn't make any sense. And you're like, well, what does he just have like a special formula or, or is this just a complete facade? And and now that it's all over, it turns out that it seems as if it really was uh, just a complete facade enough on that. Maybe we'll come back to that later in the week, Idaho state. Wow. I really don't know how, it could have gone worse in year one and one year only of Charlie Raggle at the helm. They went one and ten. They beat Cal Poly, so they didn't go over. But from Charlie Raggle's health problems, which I know that you can't blame the guy for it, this is what it is. He's struggling with a heart issue, and that caused him to miss big, big uh, spans of practice time. And also caused him to miss the game in Bozeman uh, when Idaho State was up to play Montana State. Okay, that's one factor. But you start off with an offseason where uh, you seem to galvanize your your modest yet very passionate fan base with your enthusiasm. And then the hits just start coming from uh, one of your assistant coaches getting arrested on first-degree murder charges to then... uh, a strange quarterback controversy, and then Tyler Vanderwall, who's supposed to be your guy, getting hurt, and then Hunter Hayes getting hurt, and then all of a sudden you're down to Sagan Gronauer and you're a third-string guy, and then you put in the mix that Raggle was so impassioned every time he spoke to the media, and a lot of times he put his foot in his mouth, and then you had you know the infamous press conference meltdown. Uh, I can't remember after what game it was, but in the last couple weeks where he was basically like, Everybody on this team's not coming back next year because they're either graduating or I'm cutting them. <laughs> and that didn't seem to bode well. You'd be shocked to know that that did not galvanize the team to then win <laughs> the rest of the games. In fact, they won none of the games after that. Anyways, Charlie Raggle resigned today to take a job at Arizona State. Um, you know, I think about this and I talk about this on the show a lot when it comes to analyzing Division One head coaching openings and opportunities. Sometimes I think that there's a – I think this actually happens more often than not, than not, especially at the non-Power 5 level. I think sometimes you have people that are great coaches and great individuals. I mean, Charlie Regal was great to me. I mean, he was awesome every time I talked to him because he is such an impassioned guy. But you just wonder how much that sort of got in the way of things. But sometimes I think that it's in our nature as humans and also sort of in our nature in the American society to climb the ladder – as you continue to get merit, I mean, America's always been a meritocracy, so you, you try to climb the ladder and, and achieve the highest level you can. But then sometimes, maybe you take that leap, and it just wasn't for you. And Charlie Ragle, as the special teams coach at Arizona State, that's money. I mean, I, I bet you the guy can recruit. He recruited well during his stops at Arizona and Cal before he landed at Idaho State, and uh, he can inspire guys. I just don't know if he knows how to, to be the CEO and manager of a of a of an organization of, of a football program. So sometimes you just you get jobs that just aren't for you. And then I always think it's refreshing when guys then go back to uh, maybe the, the the fit that's right for them. I thought this a lot with Shannon Swain, who's the head coach for the University of Montana women's basketball team. Coach Swain was excellent at her uh, job responsibilities. During her 25-plus years in a, as an assistant on Robin Selvig's staff, coaching the posts, recruiting, you know, being sort of the face of Lady Grizz basketball, great. And then I always sort of felt bad for her when she was elevated to the head coach 
It seemed like an inevitable occurrence and also never the right fit all at the same time. And you just wonder what would have happened if she just would have stayed as the head assistant because she was great at that. So, anyways, I digress. It's the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, Culture Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio, the Montana Football Hour, presented by the Advocates. When you've been in an accident, you feel like you've lost control. With no upfront cost to talk to an advocate, there's no risk in making the first step to taking control of your life again. The Advocates help people who've been injured every single day Personal injury is all they do. The advocates have helped others win, and they'll help you win, too. Visit online at MontanaAdvocates.com. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, usually joins us here uh, on the Montana Football Hour. But uh, he is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So uh, he'll be back sooner than later. Maybe we'll have him on later on this week now that we've got a full week. Uh, also exciting news to tease for later on this week, speaking of the football front. Uh, Jamal Jones, who is a record-setting receiver for the Grizz football team in the mid-2010s. Uh, he will join us later on this week as uh, our ESPN Roundtable guest. Jamal was a receiver on that Montana team that beat NDSU the last time that uh, UM and North Dakota State played. That was, of course, the first game of the Bob Stitt era. And uh, Jamal will share some memories from that one. And uh, he's also been doing some media stuff down in California. So uh, we'll just catch up with him on a personal note as well. So excited for that uh, later on in the week. Andrew, before we jump into some FCS playoff stuff, uh, any thoughts or musings about the uh, the coaching change, uh, the coaching changes, I should say, uh, in the Big Sky Conference? Yeah, Coulter, I think the writing was on the wall down in Greeley. I think probably even before those reports came out, it hasn't been an easy two years for Ed McCaffrey down there at Northern Colorado, and that was a move that came with a lot of hype. And, I, you know, You don't want to look at it too harshly. These reports are pretty damning. If you just look at results, he won three games every year. That's pretty good for Northern Colorado. I think if it was another coach and if he was running the program in a normal way, that probably buys you a couple more years down there in Greeley. The Idaho State news this morning, a little bit of a shock. Probably pretty happy for Charlie Raggle, who was a guy who said in that press conference where he sort of admonished and chastised his entire roster, and that was, I believe, after the UC Davis game, Coulter. Uh, A guy who said that he was miserable in Pocatello and that, you know, there were health issues that compounded with that. Just nothing really went right for Charlie Raggle and Pocatello, and we're starting to see the effects of it already with him leaving Xavier Guillory, their all-conference receiver and certainly the best talent on that Idaho State team already in the transfer portal Coulter already picked up uh, an offer from Utah, which is a team that's had experience rating the Big Sky Conference for transfers in the last couple years. So something to watch for there. Uh, From the bottom of the league to the top of the league, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsors of Grizz Athletics, also, the presenting sponsor of the Inside the Den podcast, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, usually joins us here on Mondays. And he has uh, Inside the Den podcasts uh, throughout the calendar year. And uh, I am uh, sometimes, I, and I would dare even say often, a, uh, a guest on the Inside the Den. So go check out the Inside the Den podcast among your uh, podcast musings. Also, we got a road trip coming up this weekend. going to head on over to Bozeman. For uh, Weber State at Montana State, second round of the FCS playoffs. And uh, our great friends at Town Pump will help get us there. Town Pump by the mile will continue this upcoming weekend. So excited about that. And uh, later on this week, as soon as the uh, gift cards arrive, we'll have more Town Pump giveaways for you as well. Here's how it went down. Three Big Sky Conference games on Saturday. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Good for us. I should say nothing's ever bad. It's it's always fun covering sports. I enjoyed that Weber State was on three hours before Idaho and that Idaho was on three hours before Montana. I did not enjoy working from noon until 3 a.m. 
But that's okay. Again, we can never complain. We have dream jobs, getting to watch football for a living and, and tell you about it on the radio and uh, in the print, uh, in the world of, of words. But uh, Weber looked great early. Uh, sort of the narrative on our Skyline Sports Twitter feed and on the uh, in the Twitterverse at large was, wow, Weber definitely making a statement that they deserve to seed. And while the narrative that the Missouri Valley Football Conference is down with North Dakota being the third team out of the Missouri Valley was also uh, pretty pretty affirmed. Weaver went out to a 24-0 lead. The return of Josh Davis, a multiple-time All-American there at Weaver who struggled mightily with um, injuries the last couple years, was also a huge storyline. And uh, then North Dakota comes storming all the way back, which was also uh, an interesting deal because Weaver was running the ball at will, and they were up 24-0, and then they were up 38-17. Uh, but then North Dakota scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and that made it 38-31. But then the Wildcat defense got the stop it needed, and they were able to run out the clock. Weaver ends up with a 38-31 victory. For parts of the game, it was much more dominant than that. For other parts of the game, looked like Weaver took their foot off the gas a little bit. But at the end of the day, tail of the tape, 330 rushing yards for the Wildcats. Uh, they had two different running backs go over 100 yards. Josh Davis, in his first full workload in quite some time, uh, he was the leading rusher in that game. And uh, they only needed to complete five passes, Weber State did, to, to pull that thing out. Davis ended up with 21 carries for 129 yards. Damon Bankston rushed 15 times for 122 yards. And Dante McMillan rushed 12 times for 64 yards and a score. Uh, Davis, by the way, scored two rushing touchdowns. Bankston scored one. McMillan scored one. That's the best three-headed monster at running back that I've seen. That'll be a huge issue for the Bobcats this upcoming weekend. If if Josh Davis is really back, if you can really add an All-American type guy down the stretch, that's huge for you. But guess what? Guess who got cleared over the weekend? The guy who I think is the best running back in the country, Isaiah Fonse. Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach, went through it today. And he said that Fonse has actually been struggling with this knee thing that's been ailing him since the end of 2019. And he got some varying opinions. Wasn't able to have the full surgery that he needed until this last offseason. And that's why the recovery and, and his absence has been so elongated. But he's been out. For now, by the time he gets back on Saturday, he'll have been out for like 11 and a half months. And uh, Vegan said they think Avance is going to be back and better than ever. If that's actually true, wow. Because I truly think that he's one of, if not the best running backs in the United States at the FCS level. So that's what I'm saying is two, two returns of absolutely elite players, Josh Davis to Weber and Isaiah Avance to Montana State. It's really too bad that these two teams have to play in the second round of the FCS playoffs. We'll get to that a little later on here uh, in the Montana Football Hour. So Weber wins the first of the three Big Sky games, 38-31, uh, to move on to play Montana State. Then Idaho gets into just a wild game down in Hammond, Louisiana, right outside of Baton Rouge against southeastern Louisiana. The Lions, led, led by Frank Selfo, who, uh, by the way, were up here in Missoula for the 2019 playoffs. They played the Grizzlies. They got thrashed 73-28. to But southeastern Louisiana and Idaho, they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Idaho was in control early. They're up 21-10. to Then Sela scored 21 unanswered points to go up 31-21. Then Idaho comes back, scores 14 unanswered points. They're up 35-31. Then Sela scores 14 more unanswered points, including Giovanni McCoy, Idaho's quarterback, throwing a pick six to a Lions defensive back, and boom, it's 45-35, to 35, and you think, okay, the magical run for the Vandals is over. Well, on the very next throw, after McCoy threw a pick six, he throws a 70-yard touchdown pass to Jermaine Jackson, and boom, Idaho's back in it. Then the Vandals' defense rises to the occasion, gets a stop, Idaho gets the ball back. McCoy drives them into field goal range. They're sitting there 
uh, about the 22-23 yard line. They line up for what would be a game-tying field goal. Ricardo Chavez uh, makes it, but Sofo calls a timeout. So they're going to try again, and the second time, Chavez slips, and the ball goes just left of the uprights, and boom, game over. What a fight by Idaho. What a year by the Vandals. But what a win by Southeastern Louisiana. That was a that was one of two controversial host sites. A lot of people thought Idaho deserved a home game, but instead they had to go on the road. A lot of people just thought North Dakota deserved the home game given their bid, but Weber and their record helped them earn that home game as well. So interesting draws for both the Big Sky Conference's first-round teams other than Montana, but Idaho, they, uh, they lose 45-42. Montana Football Hour presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is... Uh, in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. The Montana Grizzlies, wow. At halftime, I thought they were left for dead, and I thought many of you were going to leave them for dead as well. Then when they were down 24-3 to in the third quarter, I was thinking, man, this has to be one of the most disappointing endings to a season of any, any team we've ever covered, any season we've ever covered. And then boom. Like an M80 going off, like a like a a fireworks display. The Grizz score 21 points in like four minutes, and they're back in uh, back in action, and they end up winning, going away 34-24 over Southeastern Missouri, Southeast Missouri State. Excuse me. Three big things about the Grizz victory, plus some sound bites from Bobby Hauk, Robbie Hauk. Malik Flowers, and more. All that's next on the Montana Football Hour. Grizz Talk, coming at you. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit Skyline Sports and mt.com and subscribe for only eight dollars a month or ninety dollars a year skylinesportsmt.com every day every season one two three one is now on espn radio one of the uh, themes of the montana grizzlies season has been the rise and the the great wonder around Grizz Nation is RTD real? Have the Grizzlies returned to dominance? And then a month worth of missteps that then raised the question: Does Montana live in the past far too often? Welcome back, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are in the midst of the Montana Football Hour. It's presented in part by the Advocates. Remember, if you've been in an accident, you have people that can help. The Advocates offer free consultations to discuss your case, and you won't pay a time until they win your case. The Advocates know it's scary, so give them a call so they can help you. Always remember, you deserve an Advocate. Call 406-640-4444. Anytime. You can also visit MontanaAdvocates.com. I, for one, has, have been hard on the Grizz for trying to enact, at least in broad premise, a similar, similar formula that led them to such great success during Bobby Houck's first tenure. I think that some of the principles of success, playing hard, running to the football, partying on the pile, playing a team-based defense, 
those things will always be tried and true in Montana, and especially at Montana. It's so on brand for the Grizzlies. But I also thought their their inability to adjust things offensively and some of their uh, stubbornness when it came to personnel packages or lack thereof defensively was holding this Grizz team back. And you can see the talent. The talent is very apparent. That's all to say that after the Grizz went to Bozeman and got shellacked by their rivals in the Bobcats, 55-21, and they didn't force a punt, and they gave up 439 rushing yards, you're sitting there thinking, okay, this first-round playoff game against Southeast Missouri, this is this game has a much bigger meaning than even just a lose-and-go-home. If this group that was once ranked number two in the nation loses at home in the first round of the playoffs, and that will have meant that they had lost five out of their last seven games with the, the victories coming over hapless Eastern Washington and hapless UC Davis. Basically, the Grizz were staring in the face at halftime, down 17-3 to to SEMO. A 3-5 and five record since the calendar turned to October with the wins over three of the worst teams in the country, Idaho State, Eastern Washington, Cal Poly. How would you live with that, especially when you had such a star-studded senior class led by guys like Robbie Houck and Patrick O'Connell and Marcus Wellnell? Well, the Grizz didn't live with it. Instead, they turned to their exceptional special teams. They found lightning in a bottle, and seriously, in the blink of an eye, they flipped the narrative. After Southeast Missouri scored on their initial touchdown or uh, of their initial possession, excuse me, of the second half, and the Grizz are down twenty-four to three, I'm sitting there thinking, "Are you kidding me? This is among the most disappointing seasons in the history of the Big Sky Conference, given what Montana has, who their coach is, all these things." Well, they flipped it just in the blink of an eye, and he couldn't help but think, "Wow, that was the first time. Maybe, maybe not the very first time, but it was one of the first times we've sort of seen." that intangible magic that highlighted and characterized Bobby Houck's teams between 2003 and 2009. Oftentimes, the Grizz played tremendously well and won. Oftentimes, the Grizz did not play very well, but figured out a way to seize the momentum, and they almost always had the attitude that they would not be beat. And that's how Coach Houck went 51-5 and his last four years as the head coach of Montana, 80-17 and over the seven-year span. That group, 2006-2009, went 31-1 and in league play. After the game, Coach Houck referenced the exact game that I that it reminded me of. And by the way, Malik Flowers' 80-yard touchdown sparked it. Junior Bergen's 58-yard punt return touchdown gave the Grizz all the momentum. Then Lucas Johnson caught fire through touchdowns to Keelan White and Cole Grossman. And the Grizz off and running, 34-24. Montana with the victory. But Coach Houck... He thought the exact same thing that I thought. And it was fun being in the press box on Saturday because there was a couple old stalwarts that I hadn't watched a game with in a couple years. Greg Rockach, who was formerly of the Billings Gazette, who's now working for MTN, longtime sports writer, sat in the press box for years with Greg, but I haven't seen him in a couple years. Very nice to see him. And then John Casper, who was a uh, Missoulian beat writer before rising through the ranks and now is a senior associate commissioner at the Big Sky Conference. And we all three were sitting there thinking, Man, we, we talked about this. We said, does this remind you of South Dakota State in 2009? It wasn't quite the prolific scoring output. In that game, the Grizz were down, I believe, 41-17 and I think 48-20. to And they came all the way back and won 61-48. It's one of the most unbelievable and incredible wins in Grizz history. But one, Robert Lawrence Houck III agreed with us. He thought the exact same thing. Here's Bobby Houck following the game on some of the parallels. Well, first of all, congratulations to SEMO uh, on a fine year. They had a, they had a, they had a great year. They're a, a, certainly a worthy adversary. They came in and and uh, got after it uh, out the gate. And then uh, also congratulations to our team on a really fine comeback effort, a lot of fight, heck of a job. Um, and then these guys up here, congratulations to Lucas on fighting back from what was a pretty inauspicious start to playing great, uh, to Malik for being an NCAA record holder and sparking us to this uh, comeback win, and then to Robbie 
uh, as the greatest tackler in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So, heck of a night for the Montana Grizzlies. Coach, what was the message at halftime? Uh, we need to settle down. Uh, what do we have that we like? Uh, we got to execute better. And then we actually talked about the 2009 game against South Dakota State where we came down from four touchdowns twice. Came back from four, being down four touchdowns twice. Um, how reminiscent was this game to that game, do you think? Uh, it was kind of in the front of my mind, actually, as it was, as we were struggling to get anything going in the first half, and we were kind of, you know, we were holding the rope, <laughs> trying not to let it slip out of our hands uh, the first half. I mean, it was all we could do to just hold the rope. And uh, I, I'm not joking when I say we talked about it at halftime, and then obviously when we were down 21 and then he went to the house, it was forefront of my mind. Very, a lot of similarities, man. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I'll call Mark tonight and say he, I know he was watching him. I bet uh, I bet I got a text or two on my phone from him. Apropos for sure that the Grizz flipped the game as special teams, and uh, also apropos the mention of Mark Mariani because Mariani, uh, I think one of the great players in Grizz history, but also one of the only guys that's left in the conversation. When you're debating the greatest returners in Grizz history, I think it's probably Tuff Harris, Mark Mariani, and Malik Flowers. And Flowers was certainly the spark uh, in Montana's 34-24 win over Southeast Missouri. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Three big things about the Grizzlies. First of all, it really was reminiscent of that South Dakota State win back in 2009. I know that the Grizz were... Uh, heavier favorites in this one, but that was also when the bracket was only 16 teams. South Dakota State had only been Division One for like four years, and that Grizz team was number one in the country when SDSU came in here. So it would have been a way bigger upset, and it would have been a way more disappointing ending. This Grizz season has had so many ups and downs, and the Grizz have had to fight back from a lot of different spats with adversity, whereas that Grizz team... Their only loss in the last in a two-year span was in the national championship game to Richmond in 2008. So if they would have lost that SDSU game, it would have been absolutely devastating. I mean, one of the greatest classes in the history of Grizz football would have gone one and done in the playoffs. So it would have been an even bigger shock probably. But there were a, a few parallels. And you just have to wonder if that victory can spark the Grizz. They've been needing something to spark them. I thought it was actually unfortunate for the Grizz. They had their three-game losing streak in October where they lost to three playoff teams, Idaho at home, at Sac State, at Weber State. They had Lucas Johnson's injury in there. I actually thought it was probably bad for the Grizzlies that they had to play Eastern Washington and Cal Poly the two weeks before the Cats. I thought it gave them false... What do you, how do you say this? I, I, I thought that they were able to run the ball at will in those two games. I think that gave them a false sense of what their actual ability to run the ball was. I thought that backfired against, against Montana, against Montana State. And uh, I don't know. All I know is that the way that this Grizz team is going to win is, as I've said all year long, you seize the momentum, you carry the momentum, you bury the opponent. It took Montana forever to seize the momentum on Saturday. Once they got it, my God, you had to feel bad for Simo. Here is Tom... Makusowicz, the uh, head coach of SEMO, on exactly that, how Montana was able to seize the momentum. Yeah, we knew it was going to be four to five plays are going to decide the outcome, and Montana made those plays and did a really nice job, and hats off to those guys. Coach, up 24-3, where do you think Montana was able to swing the momentum in their favor? I think the special teams, obviously, um, you know, they were better than us in special teams. We were hoping to break even, um, but, you know, they those guys did a nice job for them. What was your strategy in terms of your kickoff unit with number 19 back there for Montana? He's been so dangerous all year. We tried. You could see how we tried to move the ball all over and just tried to change where he's catching it and all those angles and all that stuff, and he dropped it, dribbled it, and took off, you know, and so uh, you know, pretty dynamic player. A few thoughts from Simo's head coach. You should have seen the look on his face. I felt bad. I mean, you have to ask the question, why do you kick to Malik Flowers? But um, definitely 
was not part of the plan, and you could definitely tell that uh, that was a deflating moment because Simo had all the momentum in the world. Part of it was because of Malik Flowers, who not only had the spark, but also tied the Big Sky Conference and FCS record for touchdowns on kick returns. That was his seventh of his career, tying Rashid Shahid of Weber State, who's now with the New Orleans Saints. Here's Flowers on his 80-yard return. And Malik, can you just take us through your return? It looked like they were kicking it away from you, obviously, as everybody does. But it seemed like it was on the other side of the field when you when you finally scooped it and then were able to score it. Yeah, I think initially they were trying to kick it to Junior, but we were. Uh, I was pretty vocal, and we were like, all right, Junior, I'm going to get to it. But I kind of took my eyes off it, and that's where you saw it bounce off my helmet. So I'm, like, scrambling, looking for the ball. But, you know, the guys kept kept up the assignment, you know, stayed on block. So when I was able to get the ball, found a seam, and then just let, let my feet do the rest. They did a great job up front. That's what allowed me to find a, find a seam and get open. So it's always nice scoring. The guys up front do a great job. We were fired up about it all week. So Nuana's now ESPN Radio, the Montana Football Hour. Three of the big things about the Grizz. And we're going through number two, which is that the song remains the same. It's all about seizing momentum, carrying momentum, bearing your opponent. Can the Grizz then do that on the road at North Dakota State? We'll get to that in just a minute. But the other news brief from this game, the 34-24 win over SEMO by Montana, was Robbie Houck became the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Big Sky Conference. His tackle on fourth down to tie the record was one of the biggest plays in the game to force a turnover on downs by the Red Hawks. And uh, his record-breaking tackle was also right at the line of scrimmage. He's a polarizing player, partly because his dad's the head coach, partly because he's one of the smallest defensive players in the big sky, and partly because he plays with such a chip on his shoulder. I know it really bothers a lot of opponents and a lot of uh, fans that don't root for Montana. But make no mistake, Robbie Houck is the tone setter and uh, certainly one of the heartbeats of the Montana defense. Here's Robbie Houck on the record and on his team's ability to ride that wave of momentum. When you're able to make a play on special teams, and I mean two on special teams, that's incredible. Um, and that, that obviously helps us. You know, everybody feeds off that offense and defense. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it kind of just ties back to what we talked about at halftime, just being confident in, in our, uh, our game plan and um, executing our job and um, – being able to just go out and make plays, and we were able to do that after those after those big plays, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, do you? Ha- I don't know how old you were, but what memories do you have of that game? Do you think probably that play specifically uh, when Mark kind of sparked the comeback and took a kick return to the house like Malik did today, um, and then just the defense uh, hunkering down and um, you know, getting off the field and getting the offense on the field and getting them in a rhythm. So it was a lot of similarities today. It was pretty cool. Another another great game to be a part of. Touchdown or whatever. Was there ever, like, the thought of, like, I, I, we can't end the season, you know, like this? Like, especially as a senior, like, do any of those thoughts cross your head in the game? And, like, how much, like, desperation did you want to have just to, you know, come back? I mean, obviously a little bit. There's that uh, in the back of your mind, like, look, this could be the last game. We don't want to make it that way. But, I mean, I think it's more of just a – like, all right, let's get it going. Let's let's uh, let's start executing better and uh, have plays uh, go our way and make some plays. And you know, when you feel the momentum shift, it's it's pretty fun, and you gotta you gotta hold it. Um, and you know, everybody was everybody was really dialed in throughout the entire second half, not to let them back in it. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm proud of everybody. It was it was awesome. Robbie Houck here on the Montana Football Hour. Once you grab it. You got to hold on to it. That's what I've been saying all year about the Montana Grizzlies. The Montana Football Hours presented in part by Stockman Bank. When you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is answered by a live person. Their skilled and highly personable bank staff is dedicated to make everything easy for you by meeting your overall financial needs, blending traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology. Stockman Bank provides time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. The probably brand-name programs of the modern era of Division I AA and now FCS football are uh, as follows. It was Georgia Southern, Youngstown State, and Montana in the 90s. 
It was Montana and Appalachian State in the 2000s, and it's been North Dakota State and nobody else for the 2010s. It's been a long time coming. Montana versus NDSU in the playoffs. The Grizzlies 34-24 over SEMO on Saturday. Now they get a chance to go see the monster that is the Bison. That's my third big thing about the Grizz here on the Montana Football Hour. At long last, the Grizzlies get to go see Goliath in the Fargo Dome. This is Bobby Houck's post-game thoughts on traveling to the Fargo Dome to play North Dakota State. Coach, you're headed to Fargo next week to play a powerhouse program there. Do you have any initial thoughts on that game? Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, we've we've talked. We know, we know their staff a little bit and have high regard for, I mean, I know the last three head coaches are pretty good buddies, and including Coach Entz, and, and uh, really have a high regard for them. They're the they're the gold standard. There's no other way to put it uh, with what's gone on the last 10 years there. Um, but, you know, we've been talking. We've been on a collision course towards this game. We were wondering when we were going to get a chance to play. Figured we would at some point and happens to be next weekend. Make no mistake. Bobby Houck returned to the University of Montana to check one of the final boxes on his resume. That's to win a national championship and to prove that the Grizzlies belong in the conversation with North Dakota State. Now, are they there yet? I don't think so, but they got an opportunity to prove me wrong on Saturday. We'll talk about the matchup, plus other FCS playoff matchups. Next, Montana Football Hour rolls on. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. John Hyatt. Never really heard of him until a couple weeks ago. And uh, now, that's what I've been grooving to. Welcome back. Hope you're grooving here on your Monday. It's new on is now ESPN Radio. SWS, uh, SWX Montana Television, excuse me. And the ESPN MT app. You want to be a part of the show? You always can. 406 888 That's 888 couple texts from uh, listeners. The uh, times for Saturday, and this is all pending because, so first of all, if you're wondering on how to watch the uh, FCS playoffs, Montana, Montana State, or otherwise on TV, it's all on ESPN. ESPN has the exclusive rights to the FCS playoffs. So uh, that's where where you'll find it. When you'll find it, and again, this is pending TV, moving kick times all over the place. But as of right now, Montana State and Weber State kick off from Bozeman, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And Montana at North Dakota State, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So there's your, your times. Also, an inquiry from a... Uh, Listener, any word on Nick Osmo? That's the uh, running back for the Montana Grizzlies. He was on the sideline in a sling on his arm. So not sure what his uh, availability is going forward, but I would say he's probably doubtful for this upcoming game. Then they said any comment on Isaiah Childs at running back. That Childs has run hard when he's gotten opportunities. Um, I think he's just kind of been buried in a uh, relatively talented running back group there at Montana. But he's looked pretty good, uh, at least during the times that he's gotten a chance uh, to show his stuff. Need a place to watch FCS playoff football on Saturday or anytime. Head on down to the Silver Slipper. They have drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, 
tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. The rest of the FCS playoff matchups look like this. South Dakota State will face Delaware. Delaware beat St. Francis 56-17 in the first round. The uh, SDSU is the number one seed in this bracket. Holy Cross, the eighth seed, they will play New Hampshire. New Hampshire held off Fordham 52-42. Fifth seed of William & Mary will host Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb beat Eastern Kentucky 52-41. And then on the last game of that side of the bracket, Montana State will host Weber State. Weber beat North Dakota 38-31. On the right side of the bracket, North Dakota State, the three seed, will host Montana. The Grizzlies, a 34-24 victory over Southeastern, Southeast Missouri State, excuse me, Southeast Missouri State and Southeastern Louisiana. It's very hard to keep track of which Southeast or Southeastern you're talking about, especially since they both play Big Sky teams. Southeastern Louisiana, that's Sela. They will play at Sanford, the SoCon champions. Sanford, the sixth seed. Sela defeated Idaho 45-42. Bottom side of the bracket, seventh-seeded Incarnate Word will host Furman. Furman, a 31-6 victor over Elon. And then Sacramento State, the second-seeded Hornets, they will host Richmond. Richmond out of this Colonial Athletic Association, a 41-0 win over Davidson. So there you go. That's your playoff matchups. We'll keep breaking down the playoff bracket as the week progresses. This has been the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by the Advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate. The Advocates offers free consultations. They'll help defer medical bills. Just chat online anytime at MontanaAdvocates.com. Montana Football Hour, also presented by Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of Grizz Athletics, as well as the presenting sponsor of the Inside the Den podcast. Let Blackfoot Communications help you and your small business connect to more. And the Montana Football Hour presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the state of Montana. They're only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaweg. More than a quarter century in the NFL. Now, quite the college football analyst as well. He'll join us in studio to take you home here on your Monday. Hour two coming at you. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.